0: Welcome back to the Tape Store, everyone. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. We were made in the 80s. And played in the 90s. And we're excited to return to the wonderful world of Disney.
1: Yes, always.
0: And talk about a great 90s animated feature, Hercules.
1: Yes, the best. Well, okay, one of the best.
0: In their own way, it's like they're all the best. I know. Some like... of a lot of them, some of them.
1: And some more than others, like I think arguably the 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 '90s really churned out some yeah you had, absolutely fantastic musicals like yeah, musical you had cartoons.
0: Lion King, Aladdin,
1: Beauty and the Beast, which won an Academy oh my, Award. Yeah. So I mean, come
0: the, on, man. And now, yeah, now that you bring that up, the '90s really was a golden age for Disney masterpiece feature feature films. Yes, absolutely. It was really good. Hercules was released. Limited, June 13th, 1997.
1: I didn't know it was limited.
0: And then, you know, wide in theaters everywhere, Mm -hmm. wide release, June 27th, 1997. I remember when I was a kid and, you know, high school, around that time, college even. Yeah. I don't know if they do that as much now, but I remember I would hear um, coming to theaters everywhere this Friday. Mm Yep. So I honestly don't know and I probably would um, need to really do some reading on how they're, I guess, releasing movies now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, things change over time. But I remember in theaters everywhere Friday. So I'm not sure why it had a limited release and then a wide release because, you know, this is a big deal. Right. You know, any Disney animated feature is a big deal. Yes. You know, they gonna, really It's going to bring it in. <laughs> they really, you know, prime everybody and get everybody ready. And, you know, Hercules... And what I love about Hercules is very much like all Disney films. It has its own, you know, and they do so good with this. Disney does. Yeah. Every Disney animated feature film has its own style of um animation. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's true. own it's own look, its own aesthetic style. And Hercules definitely has that Greek um, you know, when you look at the the titles. Yeah. Hercules the, you know, the, the font they use and stuff.
1: I feel like the way that um that happened with nineties Disney's movies spe- uh, specifically. Um, I think it started with the nineties and the eight. Well, the eighties and nineties. Because if you look, if you watch movies from like the fifties and sixties that were made, yeah, you I, I watch scenes recycled.
0: Yeah, well, you see that the with,
1: same drawn character. So um, yeah, they do that it, a
0: lot with Baloo's character. Yes, it's like a Baloo in like ten Disney movies.
1: Yes, and um, and like like I mean the the dance with Baloo and um King Louis. Is the same as Little John and the chicken in Robin right. Hood. It's the exact same. So we, yeah, they stopped doing that, and now everything is its own kind of animation, which All I right. appreciate. Which
0: we really like, Robin Hood. Oh my gosh, Don't even get started. I think it was sixty-seven, but yeah, it was really good.
1: Yes, it's uh, that's one of the and of the our s- our son liked it.
0: It was a big deal to him. He loved the music and all that stuff. But and that
1: was his very first birthday party. That's right. It was <laughs> Robin Hood.
0: We still have the framed pictures and stuff we made. Anyways, but we're talking about Hercules.
1: But we digress. <laughs> right.
0: Directed by Ron Clements and John Musker, starring the voice talents of, and this is, you know, the main cast right here Tate Donovan, who before this time, I only knew him from um, Space Camp.
1: And he was uh, in Friends. He was Joshua, right. Rachel's boyfriend. And I, I didn't. But I think that was post Hercules. Yeah.
0: This may be a crime. I didn't watch much of Friends. Lord God. I know. I did like the. Uh, <laughs> I did like the, the theme song. I'll be there for you. Oh yeah, you of course. Like that, but,
1: the reprints.
0: Right. Yeah. But uh, I only knew Tate Donovan from Space Camp. But he plays the voice of Hercules, a- and as in Hercules, the Greek, you know, god or yes. the Greek, the Greek hero, really. Right. Danny DeVito, James Woods, Susan Egan, and Rip Torn. And we're going to go through some of the other cast as we go through and who they play and stuff. Right. So, uh, Music is by the great Alan Menken, who has done really a lot of the iconic.
1: Um, yeah, he did Beauty and the Beast.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, this um, guy's...
1: I, I, I can't even... Th- a great so marriage. So many others.
0: Alan Menken and Disney. Ooh, I know. So... Let's jump right in, right? Mm-hmm. Because this prologue is going to take a few minutes. Because this is, in my opinion, one of the best introductions. Absolutely. One of the best introductions to oh to gosh. a Disney uh, feature film. I mean, and I, I'm talking about. There's some great ones. The Lion King is great with Circle of Life. Oh yeah. Tarzan is great. Oh yeah. With Two Worlds, One Family. And and Hercules is up there with those. Yes. The prologue as the camera pans over a dark hall of ancient Greek statues, it, it focuses and zooms in on this vase with a stylized painting of Hercules.
1: An urn, if you will.
0: Yeah, kinda like that, yeah. <laughs> with that with that Greek type you yeah. know, style of art. You know, they used to tell their stories on dishes and in vases, vases, whatever. Mm-hmm. The narrator Played by Charlton Heston, which I thought was just <laughs> tremendous. Yes, it's perfect. Uh, Long ago in the faraway land of ancient Greece, there was a golden age of powerful gods and extraordinary heroes. And the greatest and strongest of all these heroes was the mighty Hercules. But what is the measure of a true hero? Well, that is what our story is. And we are gloriously interrupted. <laughs> yes. By who?
1: By uh, one of the muses. Yes, the muses. Which, what, are the, what, are, what are the muses?
0: Well, Brooke, one of the things that... You always told me about you know when you got me into watching Hercules. I didn't see Hercules actually. I didn't watch it until you and I started dating. A blessed and day. began. Yeah, <laughs> and the muses you just sung their praises. Yes, and I totally see why. So why don't why don't you tell? Okay, everybody okay. who the muses are.
1: Okay, so um, in Greek, you know mythology, uh, they are. Um, basically these young beautiful women who were goddesses and embodiments of science literature and the arts and they say that in yeah. their in their opening song Appa- yeah what,
0: what's their opening lines like it's this uh she epic says,
1: yeah she says we'll take them here darling yeah and then, th- they
0: interrupt Charlton to kind of say hey look this is this is we're taking this down a, a different path here yes
1: like we're this like listen we've got a way of doing things yeah so just let us do what we yeah, do yeah this isn't going to be a history documentary and what does yes. Charleston heston say he in goes, response you
0: go girls yes. and then we have the, the epic line
1: and then you're the do 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 And yeah. you're like yes she's like we are the muses goddesses of the arts and proclaimers of heroes and yeah. that's the short version there are actually nine greek muses right. uh the music the are muse of um epic poetry history Lyric poetry, music, tragedy, sacred poetry, mm-hmm. dance and chorus, idyllic poetry, and astronomy. So what they probably did is they probably combined the poetries right. and then had everybody else. Because so, there's only five in this film.
0: Yeah, there's five. They're played by Lilius White, Cheryl Freeman, if I'm saying this wrong, I'm sorry, Lashans L-A capital C-H-A-N-Z-E, mm-hmm. Roz Ryan, and Venice Y. Thomas. And they play the muses, respectively. Calliope. 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 <laughs> well, and I'm Greek. <laughs> you my, are Greek. My family came from Greece in 1950, guys. Like we can He's tell like one. new Greek. Like, I know. You know. Help, help, so, help him, more. I'm Lord. sorry. <laughs> uh, Mel- Melpomene. Oh, heavens. Hold on. Terpishore. <laughs> Thalia and Cleo. <laughs> you know what? They can just look this up. Terpishor. That's what T E R P S. I'm just convinced that it terps ashore, Terpsichore. ashore, <laughs> ca- Calliope. I bet me- you
1: it's Calliope, Cleo, era, Eratto, Euterpe, uh, Melopamine, Polypheminia.
0: Ter- it's, it's Terpish. The- I bet
1: mean it's Terpsichore.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calliope, Melpomine, Terpsichore, or Terpsichore, maybe. <laughs> this is, listen. Yeah. This Thalia is and Cleo. Look. That that's those five people.
1: Listen, this is this is all the only played times by, we're ever going to name them.
0: Played by these phenomenal singers, so I don't want to get hung up on how to pronounce these names right, because right. I don't want to take away from this incredible prologue. So, what do they do basically? So,
1: okay, so in the film, what they do is they are they are our storytellers. They are ushering us into the story, giving us backstory. Also, kind of they're the Greek chorus. And thank
0: God we don't see them just at the beginning.
1: No, because they're fabulous. I've a few of my friends from high school. Listen to this show. And when I posted that we were doing Hercules, they were like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. Because I have for years said, before I die, I want to mm-hmm. play a muse in Hercules on Broadway. Right. Because I love them. The
0: muses give us exposition throughout the film. Yes. In a black gospel style. Yes. And honestly, it's what it's really what makes this movie. It's what the movie needed. Yeah. It, it, it's what makes it so memorable. I mean, they're just incredible. Like, you, you wish... You know how like Disney makes these films out and then they make little shorts? I yeah. would love to see just little shorts about the muses. Seriously. They were great. And just, and
1: they're and they're basically they're on the Grecian urn because the urns are what tell Greek history. If right. you study history, you know that their history is told on these Grecian urns. Uh, so it and makes sense that that's song. how they appear to us. Yeah. And
0: the first song is, I'm, I'm assuming it's called The Gospel, the Gospel Truth. Truth. It's called The Gospel Truth. Which
1: right, right, immediately tells us, one, there are narrators, but two, we, when they say, we'll take it from here, it's because they're telling it through a gospel-type lens, which is just awesome.
0: Right. So basically, the muses tell the opening story in The Gospel Truth. They tell the opening story of how the Titans, these massive monsters, mm-hmm. powered by Earth's elements as Earth... Fire, wind, water, ice—you know—they caused chaos in Earth's early years, and they were stopped by Zeus, Mm -hmm. who defeated and imprisoned the Titan the Titans. Now, Zeus, we know, is the king of the kind of that the 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 head head god, yeah, Yeah. the the king of the gods, the king of the Greek gods, whatever Mm -hmm. you want to say. The song takes us kind of through. It's very, very brief. You know, Mm -hmm. he comes. Zeus comes out of nowhere. He just he defeats the Titans and imprisons them, because from you know. Based on what I'm getting is Titans and gods really can't die. You can only.
1: You can just kind of mess def- up their plans yeah, for a time.
0: Defeat them, foil them. So Zeus defeated the Titans, imprisoned them. And the song then takes us through a vase or a vase into real life on Mount Olympus. And which I love that.
1: Yes. It's so good.
0: And the opening titles begin, which is like this fanfare. Dun, 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 it's such a dun, dun, great dun, dun, theme dun.
1: because it just, it just fits. I yeah. don't know. Just it's like the Hercules. It's just good thing. writing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Arguably one of the best openings, as, we, as we've yes. said, of a Disney movie. On Mount Olympus, we have Zeus, mm-hmm. who is voiced by Rip Torn, and his <laughs> wife, Hera, Samantha Egger. They are celebrating the birth of their son, Hercules, because, again, the muses are take gave us a backstory and are taking us into, okay, now this is what's happening. Now. This is where the story gets really important, where we have to kind of take it into, you know real life Mm -hmm. or essentially into the narrative we're going in we gave you some backstory now let's jump into the narrative the muses take us in so wonderfully and Zeus and Hera have had a baby their son Hercules all the gods are present now the gods are all vibrantly colored yes they have a glow about them right
1: right they're set they're definitely set apart from humans
0: Zeus gives Hercules a pet you know they're all kind of you know oohing and eyeing over Hercules Zeus gives Hercules a pet. Pegasus mm-hmm. makes him out of some clouds, basically uh, this horse with wings. At this point, Pegasus is like a little baby Pegasus. Yeah, it's sweet, and it's a wonderful time. It's a great, it's a great time. You know, good get together. Yeah, <laughs> it's, get together. it's a good get together. And then, <laughs> and then enters again
1: another favorite,
0: another favorite. Really, the, the the wonderful things in this film, like the muses, can only be matched by another great part of this film, and that's oh, yes. that's the villain, who is Hades played by the great James Woods. Yes. Who is the god of the underworld. And let w- what kind of personality is Hades?
1: So Hades is like is I mean of- if you know James Woods as an actor, mm-hmm. you it's it, you know you're like oh of course. He's very sarcastic. Oh yeah. Very bitter, just I feel like I feel like he's a character and like a TV show, not yeah. not a Hercules character. He's just brilliant, and he's honestly, in some ways, just so relatable because you almost get his level of like, no, yeah. I'm over this.
0: It's almost like he's a protagonist at times.
1: Yes, I well because he's we're going to talk about that so, in a minute. He's so fun to watch.
0: Well, he's not necessarily been treated the best. No, he because of his you, job.
1: You're actually kind of like oh, I kind of get why you're. A, yeah. little, a little salty about all yeah. this.
0: Yeah. I mean, he gets worse towards the end of the movie. He kind of becomes a more clear villain. But I mean, even so, he is very layered mm-hmm. and his uh, bitterness and anger are not completely his fault. Right. He's obviously disliked by the gods when he enters in because he's he's a god. I have to understand how, you know, Greek gods work. There's really no good and evil, they're no. all shades of gray. Greek gods, if, you know, in their historicity, in the writings and the stories about them, uh, they do good things and they do bad things. And yeah. sometimes they do bad things and it's like, well, yep, that was bad. There's no sense of like this great perfect justice. No, well, that's great- why
1: people were always so concerned with appeasing the gods because everything you did depended on their favor. And right. if they didn't feel like it, you would just suck at life. And if they really liked you, then maybe they'd bless you with something. Yeah. So it was a very roll of the dice system. Yeah. They're not they're not portrayed like yeah, that. And they're not
0: this. perfect morally. Right. You know? And so they, they they are cool with each other one minute, not cool with each other the mm-hmm. next. So it's clear when Hades enters the party, he's not popular. Uh, he is disliked by the rest of the gods, except for Zeus, who welcomes him. They're brothers. In yes. Greek mythology, Hades and Zeus are brothers. Uh, and encourages them to join the celebration. And it's strange because it's very, very obvious that Hades is jaded. He's bitter. And all the gods seem to have a bead on him. Except Zeus. And this is where I kind of have my, you know, what we talked about before we recorded is like, yeah. I have some issues with Zeus. He's powerful. Yes. In this version of, of the story, uh, Disney's version of Hercules. Yeah. Uh, he's benevolent. He's a good guy. Yeah. Good God, whatever. It's clear he loves his family and he's excited and, and could not be more filled with joy about his newborn son. But Zeus has flaws and we're seeing it right here. He appears rather immature, far too carefree. But the most important issue with Zeus is he does not seem at all—he um, does not seem at all wise to the fact that Hades is a real problem. Right. You know, he's brewing a plan. We find. Yes, right? like
1: pretty pretty much right after the scene, <laughs> we find that out.
0: Yeah, rather than taking this like disgruntled behavior seriously, like cracking jokes at him and stuff. And Hades is getting bullied a little bit by Zeus.
1: Yeah, he he. Zeus reads as like, I mean, not to be a stereotype, but like the high school like jock that kind of like. Yeah, he's a good guy. On the little guy, like right. He's like, oh, I don't want to work yourself to death. <laughs> and everybody laughs at him, and yeah. Hades is like, huh.
0: <laughs> and by the way, Zeus, and we're not going to go into all the appearance of the gods, but no. Zeus is the quintessential. He's muscular. He has a a white beard and flowy white hair.
1: And the, and the toga
0: none and, of them look as cool as hades though
1: no absolutely not <laughs> hades absolutely not
0: <laughs> he, so what, how, what does hades look like
1: he is well he's actually fully clothed so good on him i guess yeah um he has blue fire hair which is just wonderful crazy sharp teeth but he's these long dark bluish gray robes mm-hmm. and he kind of has clouds that like or his like always, the train of his robe is like yeah. got clouds or mist or something. Yeah, he's just cool and just his whole like the air about him is just like I'll give a crap. Well, he like, he kind of
0: and it, you kind of get the feel that he's kind of had to force himself to be that way. Yeah, because he kind of you know brings up kind of a big issue with Zeus at the Hercules party, the Hercules birth party, the baby party or whatever. Yeah, he says, you know, you know, just dealing with the underworld, the job that you gave me, something like that it kind of leads you to believe that Hades kind of couldn't help the fact that you gave me, like, one of the worst jobs. I have to deal with the dead. Yeah. I have to deal with, you know, how long people live. And then they come down to me. So I'm associated with tragedy.
1: Right, and I'm just hanging out with all this, these dead folks. Right, I'm not
0: the goddess of love. I'm not as useful as Hermes, the mm-hmm. messenger god. You know, I'm not beautiful like Hera, you know. and It's just, you know, it's these things, it, you know, it's it's almost like he really is like... You know, hey, look, I, I didn't ask for this. You gave me this job, and now nobody likes me. Right. You know? So, unbeknownst to Zeus, as the muses explain, you know, Zeus cracks a few jokes at yeah. Hades' expense. Yeah, and everybody laughs. Everybody laughs. Hades leaves, and then the muses come back in and explain that Hades has been wallowing in his anger for quite some time. And was waiting to hatch a terrible plan against Zeus and what perfect time, but to use something vulnerable in Zeus's life, and that's his child. Right.
1: And this and by the way, this this is this part is sung by one of the muses, our happens to be our son's favorite muse, the shorter one. And it's just the way she sings yeah, it's she's so like really, just raw and like, oh whoop. Yeah,
0: can't really so good. Yeah, I know there's not I don't think there's a way it. to say it. She no, just the, takes
1: you to church for a minute. Right. That's it's all great. it is. She just takes you to church.
0: So Hades returns to the Underworld. He's brewing this, you know, just brewing in this anger. uh, And he's sick of Zeus, and he's ready to get back at him. And this is where we meet his little cronies, because every good Disney villain has a crony. (laughs) You know, Jafar had Iago. He has these two little demon cronies, Pain and Panic. Yes. (laughs) And Pain and Panic are voiced respectively by Bobcat Goldwaite. Whose voice is, is unmistakable. Yes. He's got that that it's almost like a grunt, you know. He's yeah. been in a few things. Uh, and Matt Frewer, Matt Frewer,
1: yeah. I'm I was today years old when I just Matt when Frewer, you said that. Like, who's I a great actor,
0: and our favorite role that Matt Frewer plays is Sherlock Holmes.
1: He plays in like some like kind of B versions of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, but, but they, and they're, they're not bad. Love them. We they're kinda. not bad. <laughs> and actually, uh, Bobcat. Was in well, Are Fra- away, yeah. He was in Are you afraid of the dark? He's the Sandman. Well. He's the Sandman. Yep.
0: Yep. So there you go. So they're pain and panic. They are his little. They're like these little demon guys that just you know do whatever Hades says.
1: They seem a little bit ineffectual.
0: Another more, let's say, uh, influential and powerful group of people that resides in the underworld with Hades are the Fates, and there's these three decrepit elderly women,
1: crones.
0: Yeah, who ultimately decide the lives of men and women on Earth? They kind of—I don't want to say—they don't really answer to Hades as much as they work in tandem. No, they with don't. Him.
1: They well, they are not part of the underworld per se. Okay. They because they're the Fates, so they deal in life, death, and um, the you know predicting the future and the length of life. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they have they have the one eye that's their like the seeing eye that can look into the future. Because and, they're but, able to, you yeah. know, as, you, as you're as you about to say, they're but they are able to give a prophecy.
0: But again, going back to the Greek gods, they are limited, actually. Yeah, that's another thing about the Greek oh. gods. They're not perfect morally, but they're also limited because they say, look, we're not going to reveal this to you, Hades, the future. Because Hades is like, I have to know, you know, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? What's the deal? And they're like, we're not going to reveal that to you. Hades actually does some convincing, and they give him a prophecy to release the Titans when the planets align. So the planets are going to align in their orbit or whatever. The Titans will cause Zeus's fall. And that's what they predict. They said the Titans will call Zeus's fall, which is great for Hades. He's like, yes. Yes,
1: and you, Hades, will rule all.
0: But as always, and this is where, you know, Brooke, you might have a few things to say (laughs) on a literary level. Yeah. Knowing the future has a consequence. Always for, you know, whether it's protagonists or antagonists. Right. Knowing the future seems to have a consequence. Like you talked about that with Macbeth. Yep. You know.
1: and And this, honestly, is, this is very much almost a play on Macbeth, this moment right here. Because if you don't know the story of Macbeth, Macbeth happens upon three witches. Uh, They tell him just enough of the future. Right. And then you're sitting there wondering, okay, did they really predict the future or did they stir the pot and make you get involved? Yeah,
0: did they predict what Macbeth was going to make happen in response? So is it really the
1: future? I mean, you could say yes, you could say no. I think both are right. You know what I mean? Because they both have the same outcome.
0: So the the, the consequence that the fates reveal to Hades is like, look, here's the consequence. This isn't going to go off without a hitch. If Hercules, the son of Zeus, fights, you'll fail. Yep. In response, Hades targets Hercules, right? Gives him a poisonous bottle to be given to him by pain and panic.
1: Problem number one. Had
0: Hades done this himself, it probably would have worked.
1: Hades Hades is pretty capable. But he is also a god. He's like, I'm not trying to do anything that I don't. Have to do right. That's now. true. He
0: probably was like, if I get this thing goes south, and I'm I can't caught red handed. Right. Yeah, no, forget it. But well,
1: because he needed someone to steal. Because I mean, ultimately, Pain and Panic have to go to Mount Olympus and steal him out of his little god crib.
0: Right. Yeah. And
1: carry him out into Earth. And so, if Hades was caught doing that, forget it.
0: Right. And Pain and Panic do somehow successfully. They, they somehow
1: successfully do that.
0: Steal Hercules, and they give him the potion. This bottle of like purple poison. They're unable to finish the job though, as they are feeding baby Hercules, and all the gods have this glow, and Hercules included. If you're yeah. immortal, you have like this aura around you, this, yes. this glowing. They're interrupted by a very kind married couple, pain and panic, hide, and, and they're they're given the the potion to Hercules
1: and a glass and, bottle.
0: And a glass bottle. And when the couple shows up, this old this, you know, older couple, they freak out, they drop the glass. Here's the thing Hercules had to drink every bit of it to die. But they're interrupted,
1: or to become mortal, so that they could kill him.
0: Yeah, right. Pain and panic hide, and the couple. His name's An- Amphitiron. Amphitir- Amphitryon. 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 Sorry, Amphitryon and Alchemene. I actually I'm never knew sure. her name. <laughs> so yeah, yeah cool. Alchemene. played by Hal Holbrook and Barbara Barry. They take Hercules, and as they are childless, they they see this as a blessing. And we also find that while Hercules has drank enough of the potion to lose his immortality, he remains alive and with his godlike strength because he he didn't drink one drop. Because Amphitryon and Alchemene walked in on. The bottle
1: broke and that last drop fell into the dirt.
0: Yep. So it didn't work. Pain and panic get out of there. They're like, well, you know, we're not going to. Well, because
1: they're like, uh, like, well, what are we going to do when we tell him that he didn't die? They're like, if he finds out.
0: Right. Because, so, like,
1: well, we made him mortal, so maybe something, you know, he's not going to amount to anything. Yeah. They don't realize that he retained his godlike strength, as the muses tell us in the next So, scene.
0: pain and panic cause some damage, but they don't get not rid enough. of the problem. Damage has been done, though, as being mortal bans Hercules from living at Mount Olympus. And Zeus and Hera have to watch their son grow from afar, as we are reminded by the muses, mm-hmm. the gospel truth comes back and says, you know, it was terrible. Zeus and Hera had to watch their son grow up, and again, even though he was, you know, mortal, he still has his godlike strength. Though, keep that in mind. We then have a time jump, right? Yeah. Herc grows. We call him. We're gonna. We're gonna call him Herc and Hercules at times. He right. grows up. Say he's about a teenager now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a teenage Hercules is is you know using his strength to help his dad, which is great. But the problem is. Hercules does not know who he really is, right?
1: And he also can't really control his strength because he doesn't understand what he is. Right? He doesn't know how to rein it in, so it just—it's—it's kind of tragic.
0: So he wrecks this whole like, like kind of like town square, town square area. Yeah, (laughs) like this whole structure he knocks over and pisses off a local, Demetrius. He off everyone, but, but especially but, a local. But Demetrius is important because that's Dennis Nedry. Yes, a.k.a. W- Wayne <laughs> wait, Ni- Yeah, Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pl- came in for a great cameo. Nobody can berate somebody no, like Wayne Knight. No, and you
1: can't mistake his voice. Yeah. Like, it's Dennis Nedry. It's, um, wait, who is he in Seinfeld? What's his name in Seinfeld? Uh, name? Newman. Newman, golly. I mean, it's, it's, he's unmistakable. Right. I just wanted him to be like, uh, 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 he didn't say the magic word. Yeah,
0: this serves as a breaking point for Hercules. I mean, he wants to play with some... That's the whole reason why he that happened, uh, that he tore down that whole town square. He was trying yeah,
1: to catch the discus.
0: Yeah, that some kids he wanted to play, and they were like, nah.
1: Because they know. They, they, we get the idea that everybody knows that, oh, God, it's Hercules. Like, he's right. He's really haphazard.
0: And it's that... That's and
1: just, his sweet dad. I know. Just so... He, he, just, he just doesn't know his own strength. Yeah. But they so, know that's what we find out, mom and dad.
0: Yeah, by this point though, Hercules is getting older, and and you know, getting your feelings hurt the older you get, it's more it's tougher, yeah. you know. And and Hercules is really broken up over this. Uh, he longs to belong, right? Yeah, don't we and all? When this we're is where teenagers. he si- yeah, and this is where we get the opening, the, the 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 opening, the introduction, and the opening lines of the song "Go the Distance." Uh, he knows he's meant for something else. Knowing they can no longer keep the secret, Amphitryon and Alchemy decide to tell Hercules the truth about his origins. They found him, and that all they know is that around his neck was the medallion with the symbol of Olympus.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is a lightning bolt. And if you know anything about Zeus, you know that he hurls lightning right. from the sky. So the when you see that, you think, oh, okay. You know,
0: Seeing a chance to get answers, he's elated. You know, he, his, and, and he's so excited. He's like, yeah, and then then the scene that makes me cry We, bo- I was going
1: to say, we both cry at this scene. We're the worst.
0: Because he, he he's so excited, and then he stops and looks back, and the parents are just like— they're,
1: And they're smiling. They're so they, supportive. I
0: think they knew this day they would come. They always knew, yeah. They knew this day would come.
1: But I think, just to, just to break in the narrative really quickly, what was a tragedy for Zeus and Hera ended up what was a blessing— for these two. So like even in even in all of this crazy circumstance, whether we know we've said the gods are benevolent in this case, you know, even though they didn't cause it, they did watch him grow up from afar. They didn't interfere. They didn't interfere but but he was loved. Oh yes. He was cared for. So it's neat that even though it was a tragedy for them, they I don't know, like even yeah. though Hades tried his hardest to screw everything up, he actually ended up blessing another family with a son that they were not able to have. And so I w- yeah, that's and, a, such a sweet thing to throw in there.
0: I yeah, think. and you mentioned it for a second, but mm-hmm. his parents on earth are just so wonderful and supportive. And when that thing happens at the town square when he wrecks that whole place and he gets yelled at by a local,
1: yeah,
0: his dad is just like, eh, it's all right, kid. Like they
1: remind me of um The Kents.
0: Yeah, really. What's very similar, too. Yeah,
1: it it really reminds me of um, Clark Kent's mom and dad. Yeah,
0: just, you know, like, look, you know, we get it. You know, this is tough. And they're so supportive. And it just seemed like in that moment when he looks back and they're looking at him, it's like you could tell, like you said, I think they were happy to have him for however long they could. Yeah.
1: Because they knew he was a blessing from the gods. Yeah. So they were like, man, just the fact that we had you
0: and is awesome. if you're a parent <laughs> I can't. and you're listening, I mean, me and Brooke are parents who have two kids. It also kind of makes me think of like one day, you know, it's going to be time for our kids to go. They're going to, something's going to beckon them. And they're going to know. And I think it's so important to be like, you know, Amphitryon and alcheminion and just be like, we know, you know, and we're here for you. They were always there for him, but they let him go with such a blessing, and he runs off, you know, with his bag, and he travels to the temple of Zeus. That's that's all he's got. Right, all he's got to go on. There, Zeus comes in. He he's kind of like. You know, there's a,
1: there, a huge—it's basically like a kind of like a Parthenon kind of yeah, thing, Yeah, right?
0: and there's this big statue of Zeus sitting on a throne. Right,
1: and then he embodies, animates the statue.
0: Yeah, he embodies the statue, and, and Hercules meets his father for the first time. Uh, Zeus tells Hercules what happened, uh, that, that it was something that they were sad about. You know, Hercules was never disowned. He was yeah. never not wanted. And if he becomes a true hero on Earth, he can actually reverse Hades' curse. He can reverse what happened. He and has to be yeah. a true hero, and that is the message of this movie. Is uh, of this film is the, answering the question of what what does it mean to be a true hero? Right. Because when Zeus tells Hercules that he's like, "Oh man, like you mean I can I, I have a chance to go back home?" Yeah. I said so
1: a- we you once you once you reverse this curse, you can join us in Olympus.
0: Yeah. He says, but you got to be a true hero. He sends and Pegasus. he sends, He
1: says, no more parameters than that.
0: Yeah, and he sends Pegasus. who flies down and, you know, uh, he's fully grown. He's a full-grown horse with his big wings. Zeus gives him one more piece of instruction, and that's to seek out the trainer of heroes, Philoctetes. And he's going to be called from this point forward Phil. I'm not going to keep trying to pronounce that. (laughs) These freaking Greek names. So gives him Pegasus, gives him a mission, find Phil, this trainer of heroes, and then... Hercules is just elated.
1: Yes. And more more of the refrain, I am on my way. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: we get more verses and and lines from I can go the distance. Yes. It's important. Yes. Because I'm going to read a few lines of what he sings in the beginning of the film because what's really cool about this song is that it begins one way and ends completely different. It the, as you said Brooke earlier yeah. when we talked about it, it changes as Hercules matures, de- matures, and, yeah, and, and, and comes the, to the realization. Of unlike
1: what a, most Disney songs, this song is never sung in its entirety. No, it is in pieces throughout this montage. As
0: Hercules begins to truly understand what he's meant to be, right? Yeah,
1: so that that's one thing that I find unique about this particular film is that, I mean, now every story comes to a realization, but. To have it done in song like this is really moving.
0: Yeah, and here's a few of the lines here. I have often dreamed of a far-off place where a hero's welcome would be waiting for me, where the crowds would cheer when they see my face and a voice keeps saying, this is where I'm meant to be. And of course, you know, there's the chorus, which I can go the distance. And it's basically, if I can go the distance, I can be where the crowds are cheering and I'll be a hero. So it's important to know that because...
1: He wants the opposite of what he has on earth.
0: Yeah. And currently. I guess the question is, is being a hero about crowds cheering? Yeah. I think we know the answer to that, but how Hercules finds out the but answer But he to has that, to learn it because this is,
1: it. I've said it before, it is a Bildungsroman, which is German word for a coming of age story. Right. It is, we have to watch him grow into the wisdom of what he's really seeking. Yeah. And that's part of the that's part of the fun of this yeah. movie.
0: And as if there wasn't room for any more epic characters that are just incredible and make this <laughs> film so great, we meet Phil finally. Yes. Hercules does find him. It's Danny DeVito. Right. In all his glory. Uh Phil is half man, half goat. He doesn't look very formidable, which I think is interesting. He's kind of short, he's stout. Yeah,
1: he's a he's a satyr. S
0: a t y r. Okay, he has a terrible temper, but he is brilliant. He has yeah. trained every great hero, and in his own words, every one of them let him down. None of them could go the distance, right? Uh. And Phil's retired, right? <laughs> but after Hercules <laughs> He's one the nymphs, yeah, after Hercules one displays his strength and then tells him Zeus is my dad, which is confirmed by uh, Phil getting hit by a thunderbolt after he yeah. kind of is like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Zeus, like, wallops him. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's great. And you don't see <laughs> Zeus. You just see the thunderbolt. You just assume he just threw it, you know. <laughs> I'm like, man. Hush. Uh, he reluctantly agrees to give it one more shot because what he always wanted, when he sings his song, One Last Hope, mm-hmm. what is it that Phil always has wanted?
1: He said, I, I, basically, in a nutshell, he said, I would train somebody so great that the gods would, would give him a, name a constellation after him. Mm-hmm. And then people would look up and say,
0: that's Phil's boy. Yeah.
1: So he that's that's what he's searching for. He wants to cr- train the next great hero to the point of immortalization, right? And then have them all know Phil trained him,
0: right? So that's and what
1: he wants. He wants that glory for himself. Now I don't think it's. And it sounds selfish to say it like that, but I, when you meet Phil, you're like, no, he really, he ends up really caring.
0: No, that's he's another one that goes through the, a really great yeah. character arc. I mean, because you get the he's you get very the, gruff and yeah, stuff and you get first. the feel that he just trained these guys and sent them on. Mm -hmm. but he's going to come to love Hercules. You know, it's, they're going to have such a great platonic relationship. And he actually, you find that Phil's actually kind of emotional. Yeah. And even in Phil's song, he has has a soft heart.
1: Yeah. Even in Phil's song about training Hercules, he tells him being here is a work of heart. He tells him that like, right. So like, even, even from the get go, we're, we're getting hints right. along the way of what of what Phil's really teaching him.
0: Yeah, and as as Phil sings One Last Hope, we have a training montage. And Hercules has grown mm-hmm. over the, you know, it gives you an, another little time jump. And he's a lot bigger. He's a lot, you know, he's muscular. He's physically fit, you know, in his prime. Yeah. And not only that, of course, he has his godlike strength. And he's ready to go to Olympus. And Phil's like, no, you got to build a rep first if you want to be a hero. Let's yep. go to Thebes. Which He's like,
1: th- stuff's always going down in Thebes? Yeah,
0: stuff's always going down in Thebes. It's it like true. It, yeah. So on the way to Thebes, something important happens. They come across a woman being threatened by a centaur, like a half man, half horse yes. thing. After an initial struggle, Hercules defeats the minotaur and saves the witty, sarcastic Megara,
1: who claims she did not need any saving at all.
0: Right. This is Meg, who we love. Yeah, voiced by Susan Egan. Very different Disney princess type. Yeah, she is
1: not your typical damsel in distress, which no. she says.
0: No, she, she's she's flawed, certainly. Oh, yeah. But she's independent, you know. Uh, but she's she also feels, which we find. She has a lot of depth.
1: She works hard to show... to She works hard to hide that she feels because she has been through stuff. Right. But she very much does feel.
0: But she is smart. Mm-hmm. And she is, you know, she has... You know, a wit, a wit, and a sarcasm that is very cutting. She calls Hercules Wonder Boy. So Hercules saves Meg from the centaur. It's obvious that he's attracted to her. He, really, yeah, he's totally head over heels. Much to the annoyance of Phil and Pegasus. <laughs> and Meg is like, "See a Wonder Boy." Yeah, it's, it's been, been, a real, been a real slice. Yeah, and she calls him Wonder Boy basically, you know, throughout the film. Uh, but Meg, when she leaves, we find. That she actually was not a damsel in distress. She was in cahoots with Hades. <sighs> so, and it's a tragic story. Yeah, Hercules didn't save her as much as he interrupted her doing something for Hades. So, when Meg throws the name Hercules out there, because obviously he introduced himself, Hades is enraged because <laughs> he finds out, obviously, pain and panic fed him a lot of crap.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: and they're like, no, wait, it's cool because even though he's not dead, but he's mortal. He's mortal. So Hades now sees Hercules as an easy, easier target. Let's right. say, despite his initial pan, plan falling through. So Thebes is a rough place. Uh, at least that's how it is in this film. The people right. there are unhappy. They complain about problems, crime, national disaster, uh, natural disasters. Excuse me, not national, but maybe.
1: Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real.
0: Hercules thinks he's the hero to solve their problems. I mean, that's why he's showing up. He's showing mm-hmm. up to, to I guess you know, get a rep, reputation. Enter Meg right back because, again, she's done had a little talk with Hades. So, you know, she's frantic about two boys being trapped in a rock slide, you know, seeing a chance to be a hero. Hercules takes off with Pegasus and Meg to the gorge, and the crowd from Thebes follows. So they're they're all watching what's going to happen here. And he does rescue the guys, and we find immediately this is all a trap set by Hades because the problem really wasn't the rock slide. The problem is this massive monster, this hydra. Yes. Which is like a big dragon. Comes out, and it's massive. Hercules is, like, very small compared to it. But, again, because of his godlike strength, he's able to kill it by cutting its head off. But what do we know about hydras?
1: Uh, once you cut one head off, it um springs up into multiple heads. Yeah, so like, you cut one head, you got three.
0: To, to make a long story short, Hercules ultimately has some initial difficulty, but he eventually punches a m- part of the r- mountain yeah. and causes like a big avalanche of rocks that crushes the Hydra. And that is how Hercules becomes a hero.
1: Right, because all of Thebes has gathered in the... <laughs> yeah, like, you have like hundreds of people watching to this To see thing. it, essentially.
0: And this is a great setup for a glorious return of the yes. muses. And what are they saying?
1: Zero to Hero. Yeah, Sorry, one of the best It's hard songs, for me to yeah. not sing it. <laughs> I mean,
0: it's hard to say. There's a lot of great music in this film, but the Pretty muses. Pretty much anything
1: the muses are singing.
0: Zero to Hero is so good.
1: When Usually when people, when whenever the commercials for this movie would come on, Zero to Hero was playing, because that is kind of the theme of it. He was a yeah, Zero to Hero.
0: Right. And the muse—the muses give us some great exposition, uh, basically showing a montage of Hades throwing all these different monsters At Hercules, and he's just destroying them. And I mean, it's just so so he's fighting all these monsters at different places. And again, everyone is all about Hercules.
1: Yeah, they have like Hercules merch, and uh, and obviously Hercules has become rich, wealthy because what does he do for his parents?
0: Well, we know that because we see the parents and his earthly parents, yeah, at their house, and then it zooms out, and he's built this (laughs) massive like palace. Connected to their little humble. I uh, no, it's just sweet cottage. because
1: he's never a lost touch with or b forgotten about his no. sweet mama and daddy on Earth, which no. I love. Hercules, That's so sweet. yeah,
0: Hercules' dream is misguided, but like who he is at the heart, it hasn't changed. Which but,
1: is like, I mean, nothing's wrong there. There's not that right. doesn't need changing.
0: Hades is absolutely not having it. He is pissed. So he now sees that there's only one possible way to her- to hurt Hercules, yep. and that's to affect someone he cares about, which by this point is Meg. So here we find Meg's backstory. Here's where yes. Hades is like, okay, Meg, I'm gonna lay it out there for you. You know, you're mine. You know, Hades has control over Meg for a reason. So, what is Meg's backstory? Why is she indebted to Hades?
1: Yeah, he calls her my, my little nut, Meg. All right, so Meg's backstory: um, she was in love with a man, and in order to save him, I'm not hundred, we're not hundred percent sure from what plight, uh, she offered up her soul basically to to Hades, like said, you know, take me instead to like, save his life. Yeah, to save his life, and then he ended up running off with another girl, even after she did all that. And so, that is just... I know. And so you can understand her sarcasm. You can understand this, her bitterness yeah, because... This hard she, veneer she puts yes, forth. Yes, because she did this really selfless thing and was met with such betrayal and return. So she's just in service to Hades with no, nothing in it for her. Yeah. So she does fall for Hercules. And, you know, we, we can see it. As the audience, of course, you know, yeah. even even when the, when he defeated the Hydra, she was like, "Ah, oh, why to go. Wonder boy. You know, yeah. she's like she's she doesn't him. want him to fail. She does not want Hades to win, even though she's enslaved.
0: So Hades makes this more of a complex problem for her when he offers her freedom in exchange for her helping him defeat Hercules. Yeah. And now Meg is incredibly conflicted. So meanwhile, at the temple of Zeus, though, Hercules talks to his dad again, talks to Zeus. So when I say his dad, I'm I'm, I'm referring yeah. to Zeus here because, honestly, I, f- I see Zeus more of his father and Amphitryon as his dad, so, oh, yeah. you know. So Hercules talks to Zeus and finds that with all he's done, he's still not the hero he needs to be to be able to be a god. And Zeus explains to him, like, look, fame doesn't measure a hero. Mm. So we're getting part of the message here. We're getting closer. But the contents of his heart does so Hercules really hasn't given enough. You know, he's become famous, and that's been easy because he's so strong. Yeah. So uh, being a hero does require something sacrificial. But Hercules is just dejected. I mean, he has spent much of his life thinking that he would be able to have this glorious hero's welcome, right?
1: Yeah. Like, hey, I've, I've slayed all these beasts. I'm ready.
0: And he thinks that being a hero is about winning and about being famous yeah. and about being physically strong. And... What he sees as a rejection from Zeus is just really, really discouraging for him. And he's down and out, ready to give up, you know. He's not sure what he has to do to become a hero. And in his hour of weakness, Meg shows up and invites him to hang out, which it becomes a date. Yes. And during the date, Meg gets really, really seductive and tries to get Hercules to kind of talk about a weakness. Mm -hmm. But she also can tell she's having a good time with him. Yeah. And she's fallen for him. And their date's interrupted by none other than Phil, who's <laughs> worried that, you know, getting involved with a lady is going to distract Hercules from being the hero that, you know, Phil envisions him to be. Right. But it's clear that these two are in love. And Phil tries to take Kirk away. <laughs> um, he's like, all right, that's enough. Enough. You know, because they almost kiss. Yeah. And he's like, that's enough. Yeah. That's enough. You guys are. He gets him on Pegasus. And as they're flying away, um, Phil gets knocked out by a branch and is is left somewhere <laughs> in the woods nearby. Hercules is like, has like, like, like lovers. He's, a, He's like drunk with love. Yeah. yeah. So he, I guess, you know, he never even realized that Phil has is become. Is like dead. Yeah. Like
1: in the woods.
0: <laughs> and after this, we have another great song. Yes. A conflicted Meg sings, I won't say I'm in love.
1: And it's kind of a shoe up little song. Yeah, really which, good. Of course, the muses are singing
0: back. Yeah, up. the muses come in and really like back. And they're her like up and little
1: stone, like, you know. Yeah. They're people. convincing
0: her you are in love. Yes. And because again,
1: like... the muses are goddesses of history, of poetry, of yeah. love, love poetry. Yeah. They're like, the, no, honey, we're here for it.
0: They're ahead of everybody mm-hmm. in, um, in the game as far as this film.
1: Yes. And she's singing, you know, but by the end of the song, she says, at least out loud. I won't say I'm in love. Right. And they're like, yeah, we know.
0: Soon after, yeah. yeah, soon after Hades arrives and he wants his info, you know, Meg doesn't have any though. And in fact, she wants out of the deal. Phil wakes up from his fall and unfortunately he only, he only overhears part of the conversation. Yeah. Where Hades is like, hey, you work for me. We're trying to get Hercules. And he misses the part where Meg voices that she cares about him and doesn't want any part of it. Yep. And he doesn't know Meg's backstory. And by the way, the planets are starting to align.
1: Yes, they're getting closer.
0: And Phil, truly coming from a good place,
1: yeah.
0: goes to Hercules and says, she's a fraud. I mean, and, a Danny, and he's actually sad. A Danny DeVito scream. I remember I had to turn it down at the kids. She's a
1: fraud. Yep.
0: I could never do it like Danny DeVito, but I'm just saying. Um, he screams it to him. Yep. And... This causes Hercules to actually react angrily. Yeah. To the point where he strikes Phil, like backhands him. Tells him to shut up. Yep. And sends Phil crashing into some like workout equipment, like a Bowflex or something.
1: <laughs> that was definitely a 90s a thing. A total
0: gem. Offended and hurt, <laughs> and he's actually more than offended, he's hurt. Yeah. Since he now cares for Hercules as a friend, Phil leaves. And now Hercules is weakened emotionally.
1: Yeah, because Hades uh, tell that's what he tells Meg. He says, "Oh, I think we found his weakness. Yeah, like so, I, I'm not worried
0: about that." Yeah, Hades moves in and offers Hercules a deal: stop being a hero for 24 hours, because he knows the planets are about to line. He yep. only needs one day. Yeah, so he goes, "All right, Herc, you stop being strong for you know stop being a hero. Give up your strength for 24 yeah. hours." And this is and he doesn't give Hercules his plan. This is also he can release the Titans, and right? Have them run amuck again. And he'll release Meg. Hercules immediately. He's like, he, absolutely. He loves Meg. He never made any bones about the fact that he cared about her. He agrees so long as Meg is not harmed, that is important. Yes. Meg cannot be harmed. He goes, I will agree, but you can't harm Meg over the next 24 hours. To which Hades, ag- Hades agrees. Herc shakes Hades' hand, and this kind of like light shoots out of Hercules, and he's weak. Yeah. Like like he, uh, he has the strength of an, of an ordinary man. Yeah. So he's lost his godlike strength for a day. And to add insult to injury, Hades drops his, you know, his ace, you know, that was right. up his sleeve. He reveals the entire ruse to Hercules and Meg's involvement. So not only is Hercules weak physically, yeah. this like breaks him emotionally. He's
1: already stabbed in the heart now. It's twisted.
0: It's bad. Meanwhile, pain and panic take the form of a female <laughs> pegasus at this uh coliseum where Hercules is at. Yeah. And it's like a pink, female, feminine version of Pegasus. Right. And, because Pain and Panic can, like, shapeshift. Right. And they lure and kidnap Pegasus.
1: Because <laughs> he's like, whoa, hold on.
0: <laughs> right. So with Herc out of the way, Hades is able to release the Titans. And they just start just going just nuts. So these massive, up. yeah, ice, wind, fire, earth. These massive, just like.
1: It's like a portrait of 2020. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, just going nuts all over, you know, Greece yeah. or, you know. Because
1: we've got, we've got the ice guy. We've got the lava guy. We've got the tornado dude. Yeah. And then Earth. And I'm guessing this Earth, is all, And then yeah. crush, the crush him guy. Yeah. yeah.
0: I guess they're all around Olympus, around that area. Hades assigns another monster, a cyclops, to find and destroy Hercules. Hermes, who's this little lanky guy. But ugh. he's
1: voiced by the guy from the Letterman Show. Yes. The keyboardist.
0: Yes. Paul Schaefer. Paul Schaefer voices Hermes, the messenger god. He races back to Zeus and says, this this is uh, Category 5. We got a problem. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, Zeus sounds the alarm. The gods begin to battle the Titans. But the Titans actually, in in Greek mythology, the Titans actually gave birth to the gods. Yeah, they're their parents. Yeah, so there, (laughs) there is, this is like, yeah, this is like. This
1: is an ancient evil.
0: Yeah. So Hercules without his strength cannot help. Right. He's actually dealing with the Cyclops. And the gods are overwhelmed by the Titans, and they storm Olympus, and they trap Zeus and the gods. Yeah, it's, it's bad. very bad. So Meg, she is now, you know, Team Hercules completely. Yes. She finds Pegasus tied up. You know, remember he was right. thrown in there by pain and panic with the whole fake with the with the ruse. Yeah, the ruse, the Barbie Pegasus. Bar- <laughs> That's accurate. And frees him, so and accurate. goes to find Phil, who's you know who got you know. Sent away by Hercules, essentially, dejected, you know. Meanwhile, the Titans are just, you know, causing craziness. Phil returns with Meg, who encourages Hercules to still fight. Like, look, you know, and again, a big part of this message here. Hercules has to do the most important thing in the story without his strength. Yep. Of course. Because it's about the heart, right?
1: Right, because it doesn't require physical strength.
0: So Hercules is able to defeat the Cyclops actually with mortal strength which is a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. But unfortunately, in the melee, a pillar falls, and Meg saves Hercules mm-hmm. from being crushed by this pillar, and she is crushed by it. She's mortally wounded.
1: She gets, So she's willing to give her life for him.
0: She's willing to give her life for him, and this is also significant because mm-hmm. Hades promised she wouldn't be hurt. So yeah. as soon as that happens, Hercules gets his strength back because... Part of the deal broke. Yep. Right? It's because she was harmed. So Hercules. Ooh, Hercules then moves into action. He frees the gods, frees Zeus, and Zeus very quickly is able to do what he did at the beginning, yep. that the that the Muses said. He they he uses his thunderbolts and he dispatches the uh, Titans rather quickly.
1: Well, with Hercules' help.
0: He does have Hercules's help, yeah. But ultimately the, the gods win the day. They get they yeah. get they get Mount Olympus back, you know? And Hades has—he's not done. It's got one last card to play to get at Hercules, yep. which is to end Meg's life. So, it shows the Fates so we hadn't seen them in a yeah, while. Yeah,
1: we haven't seen this since the beginning.
0: Yeah. So, you know, Meg again is mortally wounded. She saved Hercules from this pillar, and she's laying there. And you just see like them take the string, and yep. before Hercules can arrive, they cut it, and Meg actually dies. Yes, she does. And everyone is sad by this point. I mean, Herc. Pegasus, Phil. Yeah,
1: Phil is the one holding her hand when oh, she God, passes. Yeah, it's so sweet. I think and Phil sad. actually
0: sheds a tear then. He does. Because they really become family, you know? So an enraged Hercules barges into the underworld, riding Cerberus, who is this three headed dog, the gateway of the underworld. Mm-hmm. So he tamed the gar- the guardian of Hades's, you know. <laughs> yeah, he
1: comes in, he's like, listen, yeah. catch your dog.
0: The guardian of the gates of Hades. I mean, he, he just, you yeah. know. Dunzo. Hercules is, you know, no one to mess around with at this point. He demands that Hades release Meg, and Hades shows Hercules Meg's dead soul in the underworld, um, you know, her soul.
1: Yeah, it's the it's the River Styx, isn't it? Yeah, it's the River Styx,
0: yeah. yeah. And Hercules offers his life in exchange for hers. Bam. That's it.
1: Yep, that's the deal.
0: He jumps in the River Styx and immediately begins to age. In fact, Hades says, "Yeah, go ahead." And then he's like, "Ah, you'll die." Uh, After after he jumps in, right? The fates prepare to cut Hercules' string. Yep. But it can't be cut.
1: It turns gold.
0: It turns like this glowing gold. Hercules is now immortal. He's now a god because he did the ultimate thing. He He, did it. He he was going to give up his life.
1: A true hero.
0: A true hero. Gives up everything for the people they care about, the people they love. It's not about the cheering crowds. Nope. We kind of jumped into the message real quick there, but it, it But it, that's when it. I mean, that's
1: when it hits, though. But like, that's it, so true. Mm-hmm.
0: It's not about the crowds. It's about the people that matter to you, and the people who you matter to. Yep. So, really, really beautiful message. Hercules's selfless sacrifice makes him a true hero. He knocks Hades into the river Styx among angry dead souls, who attack him. Yes. And Hades, a god, he, he's he not dead, die, but. He probably but has a
1: really rough afternoon. He's
0: certainly defeated, and his day is definitely <laughs> ruined. Herc brings Meg back and returns her, with her to Olympus, receiving the hero's welcome from the gods and from his parents. Part of the song, I Can Go the Distance, is I Will Please the Gods. So he yeah. did it by giving up his life, or being willing to. Right. And that's where we get to Zeus's quote, for a true hero isn't measured by the size of his strength, but the strength of his heart. Zeus welcomes Hercules home. He said, now, you know, what you've you, always yeah. wanted or mm-hmm. what you've always thought you wanted. Yeah. The gates of Olympus open up, and then what happens?
1: We see Meg walking off in the distance, and he turns around, and he's like, guys, like, I, I want to stay on Earth with Meg.
0: Yeah. Because... He says, An immortal life without her isn't worth living. Yep. So he's learned to love, like, you know...
1: And Hera and Zeus, they share a look. And, and especially Hera, she's like, he really does get it. He gets and it. He, and he, like, we should grant him this. Yeah. And then he says, what does he say? That's It's like the, the moment we've been waiting for in this movie. Okay.
0: He says, I know where I belong. So that's.
1: He essentially yeah. finishes, I can go the distance right there. Because yeah. he did have to go the distance in order to find that where he was all along. Right. With an added knowledge of who he is, like his parentage,
0: right. he can well,
1: love the people on earth.
0: And to, and to add to that, I was going to say this at the end, but I'll go ahead mm-hmm. and say it now. The last part of I Can Go the Distance, this is the lyrics. And I, I, you know, compare it to the beginning. Yeah, But to look beyond the glory is the hardest part. For a hero's strength is measured by his heart. I will search the world, I will face its harms, till I find my hero's welcome waiting in your arms. Mm. It went from crowds to one person. Yeah. You know? And I love to look beyond the glory is the hardest part. Yeah. Because that's what Hercules wanted at first. He thought his He thought
1: that would that's what would get him what he wanted. He
0: thought that his heart's desire was the adulation and admiration of all these people. Yeah. But it actually is again being the hero to the people that matter to you. Being the hero to Meg, to Phil, to Pegasus, to his um Tam. Amphitryon and Alchemene, his his earthly parents.
1: Yeah, they show up immediately after this happens and his mama jumps in his yeah. in his arms. It's so well, sweet.
0: That's to the song A Star Is Born. Yes. Why is that why is that song so important? It's called A Star Is Born.
1: Well, um, it's interesting because um you know, we go through the whole movie and we kind of forget some of the things we've seen. But in this song, uh Zeus is up in the clouds, you know, doing his god stuff, and he creates a constellation. For Hercules. Mm-hmm. And in the crowd, you're, hey, that's Phil's boy. That's it, yeah. And <laughs> Phil just tears up. He's oh, like, oh no, my God, it's cries. happening.
0: And I cried again <laughs> on that part. I oh, I mean, it's just, like one, yeah. we're already
1: having gospel songs, so we're all, our heartstrings are already ripped mm-hmm. out. Two, Hercules and his family and his earthly family, yeah. and, and then Zeus with the constellation. It's just too much joy. There's just so much joy in this scene.
0: And I think what really made it special for Phil is not only is that Phil's boy, but Phil is Herc's boy. You know. Yeah, he
1: he genuinely loves Hercules. Like yeah, it's he, not just he yeah, trained him.
0: Yeah, he's not just. I'm proud of. He loves Hercules, yeah. and Hercules loves him. I mean, they they become. They're like, all their own bro- little family. Yeah, it's like Rocky and Mick. You know. Yeah. Oh it's my very God! Much like that, it totally you know? is.
1: It totally is.
0: So Hercules, um, Hercules, so Hercules. <laughs> uh, li- I said it again. So Hercules uh, lives the rest of his life a hero and a legend on Earth, mm-hmm. you know, and he does he does have his he's not just completely mortal he does maintain his strength right because that's really the begin this is really the beginning of Hercules' story
1: yeah it's re- this is actually kind of an origin story yeah because if you think about it
0: th- there's you know yeah th- 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 and Hercules'
1: th- wife is Megra like in the yeah in the histories. He did marry Megara,
0: right? Or that was a. Wife. And I'm not. I'm not sure what necessarily happened after that, no, as far neither. as the <laughs> real Greek mythology. But this is such a great way to leave it, you know. And um, so, yeah, it, it, it was. It was really good.
1: I remember seeing this in theaters, and just not being able to keep still because yeah. of the music. You couldn't then. <laughs> yeah, even then. I was a kid. I was like 10 or 11, and I was like, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, you so couldn't good. right now. You bumped the mic. I know. I bumped the mic because I'm like just thinking about it, just No. To I, it's too good. It's, yeah. It, I had the toys. Really I had a Megara Barbie doll and a Hercules Barbie. You know, they make those Disney Barbies that don't look like Barbies. They look like the actual yeah. characters. Well, I had them. Your
0: best desk toy is this cake topper <gasps> of Hercules riding Pegasus. Yes. Like your kid's like it and play. Yeah, with it.
1: even my students, are like, man, this is fire. That's what they say. Like they, they think this it is, fire. is cool, yeah. I'm like, Yeah, I know. It's so cause usually uh and Toby I know your your students did the same thing, but whenever we do tests or papers or or stuff in class that was maybe a little bit more weighty, my kids would always come and grab certain desk toys of mine to have in oh, their desk while they were working. Right. They some some just they would just do it.
0: And the most one taken And they would
1: take that one a lot. Yeah because Pegasus it's so cool. Personally. And then um I also have Hermes, a little Hermes, and I have a clock, a sundial, Hades sundial
0: that I found for you. That
1: you found for me. So obviously Hercules is very close to my heart. Yeah. I love it very much.
0: And speaking of that, we have yes. in the tape store a very important Nineties relic. Brooke, go ahead.
1: Okay, a Nineties relic. Now, and we're gonna share these on Instagram too because we found we bought these or I bought these in their packages. Like they were yeah. not even opened. They were McDonald's. McGo- toys. Yeah, McDonald's toys. Uh, here with us in the tape store is my very favorite character in all of Hercules, the lead muse. Yep. I, I want to say it's Calliope. I'm not 100% sure. That sounds right. That feels right. Not I don't
0: right. even want to start trying <laughs> to guess who. Because the
1: rest of them I can't pronounce. Yeah, but is. it's if you don't know who the, the lead muse is, is, she's the one that has the headband and has her hair like in swirls up on top. She's just Fabulous and magnificent, and, and I want to be her. If and, that's
0: Calliope, that's Lilius White.
1: Right. So she is sitting here on our windowsill,
0: and I'd love to look up to find out what they had to have a body of work. These ladies. Oh, like,
1: surely yeah. they're probably, honestly, probably Broadway.
0: Yeah. They're um, great.
1: Probably so, but um, no. And the fun, the fun part of this is, is my our son's really into tornadoes, so he asked for a tornado like figurine, which is impossible. And we've been talking about doing Hercules all this time. And like right. I was like, hold on a second. And I looked, and there it was. The t- the wind Titan is a freaking tornado. And
0: that was what came with. So
1: in ordering that, I got the Muse with it. I didn't know it was a two-pack. And I was like, oh, honey, sign me up. Yeah. So I got the Ice Titan very and the Tornado Titan and my sweet Calliope here. And I am good to go. Yeah,
0: very nice figurine. Yes. Very well made. Thank you, they don't make them like they used to. Certainly they really not. don't. I'm I've been very disappointed with Happy Mills toys <sighs> and kids Mills toys as of late. I really just hate that our kids want not that. We lament
1: the days I mean, of old.
0: They have iPads and streaming TV. I
1: mean, yeah, they've got some things but we didn't.
0: <laughs> still I'd give they'll, anything to they'll see. They'll never
1: have a clear no. phone with all the wires that they can they'll, see through it. Tell you ne- that.
0: They'll never cut proofs of purchase <laughs> off of cereal boxes <laughs> and send them in to get things. Nope. Oh, uh, man. What a time. That's why we like talking about it. That's why we have the podcast. (laughs) That's why the tape store is here for you. All right. Well, um, let's close it up. All righty. I am going to miss Hercules. Me too. I'm going to have to look for a reason for us to come back to this.
1: We can just sing through the movie. That'd be fine for me.
0: We could do a watch through.
1: That'd be fun. But it'll be a lot of singing on my end.
0: Yeah. It'd be fun. (laughs) If you've been with us for uh, the past hour, I guess, we appreciate you. Uh, as, as important as it is for us to say, we were made in the eighties and played in the nineties. It's just as important for us to always acknowledge our listeners and the people that are taking their valuable time to take this journey with us back to the eighties and nineties. And we hope we really, you know, reawoken that, you know, brought that magic back for you. And we just want to know that anybody who stops by and gives any of their time to listen to us, we just greatly, greatly appreciate uh, very much.
1: Yes, and make sure you're following us on Instagram, mm-hmm. at the Tape Store. We are always sharing fun stuff from just our lives, but also about the yeah. shows and our thrifting adventures and things like that. Um, also, we're on Twitter, uh, the Tape Store Pod. And of course, don't forget our Etsy shop where we're selling Are You Afraid of the Dark pins. Yeah, we got some cool stuff If there. you are an Are You Afraid of the Dark fan, then we would love for you to come yeah. check us out. As
0: far as I know, we're the only folks selling actual pins that are immortalizing the Midnight Society,
1: like the yeah, the members, the tell the, the tellers members, of the tales. Yeah.
0: We have Gary and Betty Ann and Kiki out right now, and there are some others in the works. And um, yeah, and also, if you like what you hear, give us a rating. Yes, we'd love yeah, that. It's just cool, it helps us out. We're having fun, yeah, as always. We will see you next week. This has been Hercules, nineteen ninety seven, and we will see you next time. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. Bye, everybody. Bye.